Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. No James this week. He's out doing something different. I don't know. He, I think he infected my computer, actually, because I've had a few technical issues this evening. But uh, yes, I have got a wonderful guest with me. He is one of our OG salty tadpoles, which is always great to hear. And, um, you know, he's been with us for a long, long time since I sent him a random tweet on, uh, I think it was Twitter. That, well, it would have been if it was a tweet. <laughs> but... In his own right, he's an established author as well. So please welcome to the show, Bob Christian. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so how have you been during lockdown, first of all? Not been too bad. Um, I was in the pub trade. So when they shut the pubs down, I locked the pub up for the very last time. Yeah. With the owner's son, unplugged things, turned radiators off. A very emotional time and just went home to sit it out uh, like the rest of us. Yeah. But it gave me quite a bit of time to work on a couple of projects that I've been working on. Uh, but not really found the time to to work on because I was so busy with the pub. Yeah, that's good. I think it has been good for quite a lot of people in some ways. It's like, you know, because I've always wanted to work from home and now I've got the opportunity to work from home. Like you said, you've got the opportunity to finish the projects that you've wanted to do. Because didn't you learn German as well? I was trying to learn German. I, I got a little way with it, yeah. uh, yes. Uh, but I did uh, the one thing I did do during lockdown, I think, as as most people did, was DIY. Ah, <laughs> uh, OK. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness B&Q was still open. <laughs> very, very true. Um, uh, I think uh, with them and places like various big online delivery companies yep. uh, that do next day. Uh, it was fantastic yes yeah we can we can name them we're not that big so yeah amazon prime that's exactly yes that was the one i was on about. yes yeah we're definitely um if amazon prime have to find out that we've been talking about them you know then i'd be very interested but uh you know Oh, they, they're more than welcome to sponsor us. I'm happy to have that. That's no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Come on, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Do us a favour and sponsor our good friend, uh, Gemma, and uh, Talking Codswallop. Yes, exactly. Not James, though. He can't be asked to be here. 
<laughs> no, not James. Yeah. I get 100% of the proceeds. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's perfectly fair, yep. If James had been uh, able to turn up, then he could have had a, a say in it and uh, maybe a slice of it. And... Yeah, exactly. Ha <laughs> ha, James. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, and uh, he's already just said that he's going to be listening to this episode, so he's probably going to be like, wow. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't think he actually ever normally listened to ones if he's not. He doesn't normally listen to episodes full stop. To be fair with his work, he has been very busy lately, so uh, he's been quite behind on a lot of things, even like Tell Him Steve Dave, which is a podcast we both listen to. I've just started listening to that. I have you. I love that podcast. Yeah, I got into it, uh, was it Comic Book Men? I've just started watching that. Ah. Um, and I was like, ooh, I did used to listen to Fat Man on Batman, but it, it kind of lost the Batman bit. Um, so I've just found uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. Ah. And yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. Because it's... Uh, oh, it's... Uh, Brian and um oh crap I can see his face from it's the Q. two of them from Comic Book Man. Oh Brian Walt and uh Key from uh Impractical yeah. Jokers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Um yeah, I've listened to them for god knows how many years now. It must be going on about six or seven years now. It's had its moments where I've not always liked it, and then it's had its moments when I like it again, if you know what I mean. But every every week I've always listened, so Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing with free stuff. You can pick it up and drop it whenever you want unless it's talking codswallop and then i want people to always listen <laughs> yeah definitely i need your ratings bitches <laughs> <laughs> so bob the reason why we um we've got you on the show is because you are an author of um wonderful poetry as you sent to me did you want to tell us a little bit about yourself Certainly, yes. Um, well, well, my name's Bob, uh, or my pen name is Bob Christian. I'm uh, 45, and I started writing what I call scribbles. Uh, most people tend to call it poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, uh, let me see, so I started in 2005. It was, uh, I'd, I'd gone through a, a rough breakup with my kid's mum, and I ended up seeing a therapist because I was not in the best of places. And I did the thing that uh, people should do, and that say, "Look, I'm not okay. I'd like some help." Which is very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more people need to do that. Um, and it was suggested to me that I, because I couldn't process how I was feeling about things, they, I was told, "Why don't you write it down?" So I, I started doing that, and found that actually they ended up uh, coming out as uh, what people were saying. Oh, that's a nice piece of poetry, and I'm like, "Well, I didn't really." do it as that but i'll i continue doing that and i think we're on now uh, the book i'm working on at the moment i human will be book number five i think um wow. so it's it's literally it just helps um uh, because i'm autistic it helps with me uh, express um emotions and how i feel about things uh that i normally wouldn't be able to put verbally shall we say yeah yeah i understand that i mean i'm 
you know, I'm not autistic or um, got Asperger's or I'm not sure if that's the two thing, the, the same thing or not. So hopefully we'll learn that in a bit. But yeah, as you know, I've got marble mouth, so I'm quite hard at putting things together myself. So <laughs> 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 my brain's always moving a little bit quicker than my mouth or my mouth. No, I think it's the other way around. My mouth is moving a little bit quicker than my brain. So, <laughs> so don't worry, you're not alone. <laughs> but that's a great way of um, definitely of getting into things as well. So, when did you start writing poetry then? Because you kind of you kind of sort of touched upon it, but uh, I started writing in two thousand and. It was about 2004, 2005, so I've been doing it for about 15, around 15 years now. Yeah. Um, and I started, at that point, I was writing under a, a, a previous pen name uh, for my first book. Uh, and I then uh, took that out of publication, uh, polished it up, uh, because I'm also dyslexic. So I have, to, my wife, Mrs. Bob, is my, uh, she's my proofreader. Um, she does all of that for me. So we took it uh, out of circulation. Uh, she went through it and then we redid it and we uh, put it under the Bob Christian brand as opposed to uh, what it was before. What was the pen name before? I have to ask. Uh, it was um, Mark Diesel, which is, um, if you're uh, a movie fan at all, it is uh, Mr. Diesel's real name is Mark Vincent. Um, ah. Ah, I didn't uh, so know that. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit of a, a little bit of a man crush, so to speak. Um, so yes, my first, my first book originally was done under that pen name, and then I only chose a pen name originally because I was writing about um, emotions and, and feelings and, and some of it. I just didn't want. I was happy to put a name to it, shall we say? Yep. But I didn't want people knowing that it was me that was writing it at the time because it was a bit personal and I, I i wanted that separation i understand that yeah it is nice to yeah because you're putting yourself out there but it's a bit like um putting yourself out there basically but kind of like having a shield over you at the same time to protect you definitely yeah so it's like that was your superhero name <laughs> yes um and then once we we rebranded i had i've got a painting at home that is literally i've had it originally it was on my website and on uh, my first book it's um one of my wedding photos done in the style of family guy oh, amazing <laughs> and i i used that as my that was the image that was out there because it was me but it wasn't a photo of me yeah and i've i'd left that out there for quite a while and then when people started to realize um uh it was me and I started doing a few public appearances and, and, and poetry slams. I figured at that point, well, people now, if, if they've got a camera or they've seen any of, of the, the photos or video, I might as well put my face to it uh, by this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Cat's out the bag. So you might as well put your yeah. face out there as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to hear more about this uh, painting. That, that sounds amazing. Who did that for you? Or do you not know? I don't actually know. I, I had it done um, online. And uh, what I did was I, I then took a photo of, of Mrs. Bob. Um, and the, the one we have downstairs is uh, both myself and Mrs. Bob um, as Family Guy characters looking at each other. Oh. <laughs> um, it's just I had hers 
I'd done I had the, the picture originally done separately of both of us and then I said could you put the two together um facing each other yeah so they so I've got yeah they they face each other um in the hall downstairs oh oh that sounds lovely I really want to do that now um <laughs> <laughs> although I have seen just recently because I love Rick and Morty as most people do um oh hell yeah yeah I was gonna say do you as well but hell yeah obviously answers that there's a thing where you can get yourself drawn as Rick and Morty as well nice you know in that style kind of thing so so that yeah um, I might think about doing something like that it's it's one of those facebook ads though so i don't know i i never know whether to trust them or not so <laughs> yeah i have seen those seen them and they're uh there's that one and i think there was another one where it was like take a, a selfie and it will cartoonize it to something okay. i think are the ones um i have looked at the rick and morty one and thought hmm myself maybe but i'm not sure because as you say it's a facebook ad yeah sometimes you can get some really good things from them but other times it's like mm, air on the side caution a little bit don't you <laughs> you do yes it's it's very much like the other adverts that i see on there for is it wish yes and it's like you can get this and it's like you know full well when you order it it's not going to look exactly like it it's almost like certain uh fast food chains where they put the pictures up of what food looks like yeah and what you get is is completely different oh that frustrates me so much <laughs> <laughs> i was so excited to get the um mcdonald's um triple cheeseburger because like triple cheeseburger <laughs> but yeah. yeah so i was so excited to get it and then it was like when it actually arrived it was like really flat and i was like oh i mean it still tasted good but i was really disappointed because it wasn't as big and round i was expecting it to be like the size of a um a big mac yeah yeah but it wasn't that size and i was like why <laughs> so disappointed there you go that's one of my cod swallops this week we haven't done our cod swallops actually have we no did, <laughs> did you have cod swallop at all yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i'll let you go first then if you'd like thank you um uh, this one literally uh, happened uh a couple of days ago, myself and uh, Mrs. Bob uh, go for a walk literally just down the cul-de-sac opposite. Mm -hmm. We've done it for a while, especially during lockdown. Um, it was just a, a quick bit of exercise. And uh, our cat, we call him Dog. Um, his real name is Sheldon Tiberius. Okay. He, liter <laughs> he literally, he goes for a walk with it. We call him Dog because he goes for a walk with us. He plays fetch. And if you leave the car door open long enough, he'll get in the damn car. <laughs> He's a very strange animal, but uh, we go for a walk and he joins us. And a gentleman at the bottom of the cul-de-sac basically uh, kicked off at, at uh, Mrs. Bob because she was bringing the cats down here. That cat needs to know he's not supposed to be down here. It's like, well, there's no signs at the top of the street in Catish saying no entry for cats. And, hey. you know, it's a cat. You, you, If it was a dog and he was not on a lead. Fair enough, but to, to start kicking off and then saying, if if that cat comes down here again, I'm going to have him, it's like, really? <laughs> really? I don't understand that at all. <laughs> no, he was he was lucky I was in one of my more relaxed moods because I can be quite grumpy uh, when people start getting like that. Yeah, what was his problem, dickhead? Exactly, he's just a complete knob that just, he's just a grumpy old man um, and he was just, he just decided that he was going to have a go at, at uh, Mrs. Bob and the cat. And I was just, no, this is not happening. No, no, exactly. That is like, 
I mean, like you said, if it was uh, if it was a dog, then you know, because dogs are you know renowned for being quite well trained. But a cat does its own thing. <laughs> you can't yeah. tell a cat what. That's why do. you have a cat flap. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So if it's like if he decided to, sorry, it was a he, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he decides to just walk down the same road on his own, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's not going to know. Oh, hold on a minute. I remember that man. I need to stop now and turn round. It's more likely he'll go in that man's garden when he's out and take a big poo in his garden. <laughs> Hopefully so. Yes. Karma. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, my weird codswallops this week was Daddy Longlegs. What is the point of Daddy Longlegs, Bob? <laughs> uh, I... I don't think there is a point with them. No. I mean, I know it's kind of cool that they're the most venomous of uh, creatures, although they can't do anything about it because they they can't bite. But at the same time, it's like, um, I, I can't remember what their technical name is, and I probably couldn't pronounce it anyway. So, um, but yeah, they just come out in September and then die in October. It's like, what's the fucking point of them? <laughs> Seriously. I don't think there is a point uh, of them, um, to be fair. No. It's like it would make sense if it was kind of like a seasonal thing. So it came out in all of October or whatever. But for the, why is it just limited? I, I mean, obviously, my whys are not for you to be answering kind of thing. It's more because I just can't get my head around it. But, you know, it's like, why is it just that one month that they are alive for? And then they just, like, drop off and die. <laughs> Well, do you know, I don't know, although they have a better deal in life than I believe it's the mayfly, which is only has a life cycle of 23 or 24 hours. Oh, really? So at least it gets, yep, so at least it gets a month. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that I've seen recently, they've just been caught up in spider webs. So maybe they come out to feed the spiders, maybe? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. And just irritate you as they buzz around your head? <laughs> oh, they are! They are so irritating. Yeah, it's, it's times like you need one of those little. It's uh, like it looks like a tennis racket uh, yeah. with batteries, and you press a little button, and the the net piece of the tennis racket is wire, and it's electrified. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. I don't know if you caught when I told the story, but I told the story of when I actually ran my hand against one of those before. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm rather silly. <laughs> they they do come keen. I think uh, at the pub we had one and somebody walked up and, and literally went to whack somebody on the ass with it. Uh, another member of staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do come very keen, yes. apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's that kind of trade as well, isn't it? Because like hospitality, they need some light relief kind of thing. And that's, you know, because I was in a hotel at the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. It's one of those things, you know, you have to deal with customers that, uh, uh, where I was, uh, Keith Floyd used to own the restaurant uh, many years ago. And you'd get people come in and they'd like, uh, we stopped doing food at quarter to nine, nine o'clock, and they'd come in at five past nine. No, 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 tell the kitchen uh, that they can do it. So I know the owner. It's like, yes, but does the owner know you? <laughs> yes, yes. And also, do you know the head chef that I'm about to tell that's going to throw his frying pan around the room? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's already cleaned down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you, you get it with, with people. They've, they've got uh, a, a few pounds in the bank and they believe because of that. Mm. They can do this and, and people will just go, yes, sir. No, sir. Kind of thing. The three bags full. Exactly. Sale. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely ridiculous. I hate it when people are like that. There's just no need. Um, live by, you know, if a place closes at nine, or the kitchen closes at nine, turn up at maybe ten two. Yeah. And then you might get a chance of, um, I mean, it's still kind of a bit rude turning up at ten two, really, because there's not enough time, but you know, still, you might get a bit more of a chance. Yeah, definitely. I've never understood people that have decided, left it until just before nine o'clock and gone, do you know what? I think I'm going to go out for something to eat. Yeah, I know. I'm like starving <laughs> at six o'clock, sometimes five. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't unless i'm like on a real drinking bender kind of thing which i don't do very often but you know so but then it would be a kebab anyway so uh yeah <laughs> who knows <laughs> <laughs> so back to sort of questions with regards to your poems it, you know, obviously you've touched upon the fact that you get inspiration from yourself and your feelings and things, but is there anywhere else that you get inspiration from? There is at times. I will, uh, a lot of the time when I write, I will just uh, stick my iPad on the side and just either go onto YouTube or just through uh, one of my music programs on there. I just stick a playlist on and just sit and just think, hmm, or I will just have ideas i've had uh for my new book that's coming out um i've had so many ideas where i've just thought uh one of them i believe is called the illusionist and i basically had the idea that you know if you were to go back to uh, uh jerusalem around then uh when um jesus was about he would be classed more of a is almost like a david blaine type character mm. uh, back then and i just thought hmm that's an interesting idea. Let's see where we can take it. Um, or uh, what was the other good one? At same time, I had that one was um, I think it's called Refugee, and it's basically it's looking at the fact that uh, a certain man of steel technically, you know, is or was a, a, a refugee that that ended up in America. Oh, really? And I was just like, well, yes, his, his home planet was destroyed. Of course. Uh, of, of <laughs> Krypton. <laughs> um, so, yeah, th just things I'll just have, just random ideas. And I'm like, um, I keep my phone in the bedroom because I've woken up at four in the morning gone, oh, I'll pick my phone up and go, yeah, I'll just chuck that onto my notes and then I'll come back to it. Yeah. I then end up with, I think on my, because I, I don't write on pen and paper. Um, because my handwriting is atrocious, I, I usually, I'll write it as an email and then send it across to Mrs. Bob so that she can correct all the spelling and, and grammar. So at the moment, I think I've got 20 drafts, uh, on my emails, uh, all that are part done ideas or, or I've got so far with it and I've had a block and I'm like, I'll come back to it. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea as well. Um, especially with the writing things down, because I do that on a regular basis as well with this, with the podcast. So quite often James wakes up in the morning to load of like different messages throughout the night saying, 
oh, we should do this for Halloween. We should do that for And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like six in the morning. What are you doing? <laughs> but no, I mean, I've learned a little bit now since to kind of just keep the, uh, keep the information to myself and send it to him at a decent hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but it is, it is good because, you know, quite often while you're dreaming or, you know, like while you're just lying there, not able to sleep or whatever. Sometimes you can get some of the really good ideas pop into your head. They do. They do. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. The only problem is, is that usually those are the nights where you can't sleep. So it's like, oh, I just want to sleep. <laughs> do you have a particular writing, uh, a particular process when writing? Um, I do. Yes. Uh, now how to put this in a, uh, a, a PC way. You don't have um, to be PC, but you, you feel free to be PC, but certainly don't have to be on my account. I've already sw- sworn quite a few times, and I apologise for that. <laughs> right. Um, I basically, it's normally, I will normally work at a weekend because obviously when I was in the pub trade, I was off Saturdays and Sundays. So one of those two days, I will go into the freezer. I've got a bag of, of brownies, uh, grab a couple of bits of, of, uh, that, heat it up, bit of clotted cream, some ice cream, maybe a bit of golden syrup. Oh, nice. And then after about an hour, when things start to kick in, I'll then start to, to just write. Yeah. So you write with a sugar fix, basically. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, when you're on the toilet? <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, I, I believe the best way to put it is that when I'm baked. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I literally find it just, it, it, I, I write a lot easier and I can uh, just, the ideas seem to work better for me at that point. Um, I can write normally, but I do normally on a weekend. Yeah. Every other weekend, um, I'll, I'll sit and do that and just have a treat. And I'm just like, right, I'll see what I can do. And, and just, <laughs> I may end up not writing much, but then getting a load of, of artwork um, done through like Photoshop, through taking photos and then altering bits. And uh, it, it works for me. Yes. Well, that's good. How naive and innocent am I, though? <laughs> I was just like, oh, with a sugar fix. <laughs> Inverted commas, sugar fix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you ever think that they're going to legalise weed in this country? Not not weed, because be- we weren't talking about that, of course, because we can't talk about that, but... <laughs> I, I do believe it is it, it's coming. I mean, normally with uh, with the UK, we normally tend to follow suit with what uh, happens across the pond. Yeah. And I know that for many for, for quite a few years now, various states have legalised it um, in in one way, shape, or form, either be it medicinal or recreational. Yeah. And I believe now there's a guy I follow on um, Instagram called Outlaw, who's a music producer, and he's a big advocate of this and he seems to think as well that within probably a couple of years um it will be um especially after i think it was a revelation that uh, a senior police officer who is in charge of of dealing with the strategies that deal with with drugs um uses it for medicinal purposes yes yeah (laughs) exactly there's a lot of that going on isn't there (laughs) yeah uh, so i think it, it it will be at some point it has been proven 
um, to be very helpful with with certain things. I know a good friend of mine who has um, ADHD, okay, and another friend that have uh, has bipolar, and they have found that when they're absolutely manic and can't actually concentrate or focus on things because everything is just going off all at once it just brings them down to a level where they can actually function yep. and and their thoughts are actually it just slows everything down so they can just do what they need to do um without everything racing all over the place yeah that sounds like a really good thing really doesn't it because i mean at the end of the day it's only grass isn't it it is it, it's not it's not like you, you're talking sort of crystal meth or something that's been manufactured with chemicals yeah or lsd or whatever yeah exactly um plus now i think it was cuba some years back they uh did some research that's uh, found that it will actually um uh, usage of it can actually uh, target um cancerous cells yeah i definitely know that um it was quite funny actually because when it was a bit morbid i suppose saying it's funny but when my dad first got diagnosed with cancer quite a few years before he actually passed of it he was a prison officer so he's very straight laced you know like kind of thing um and i said to him oh well dad at least you can smoke weed now and it'd be legal <laughs> he was like mm, i'm probably not gonna do that but <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but it was it was quite funny that you know like i thought of that yeah well yeah it helps with the pain doesn't it so why not it it does uh i i know people that have had ms that have, have used it for pain mm. um there was the case of a young lad with um was a child with uh severe seizures with epilepsy uh, and uh when he came into the country they they took his his uh, supply off him and they he got it back eventually and they found that it, it stopped uh, or, or minimized his seizures so you know it, it, we will follow suit i think with america to be honest yeah at some point yeah i reckon i reckon you're probably right there so um you know because i don't smoke it myself so it's kind of like i don't really have much to sort of say about it but you know like i also am in agreement that if it's going to help you then why not do it you know what i mean it's like like we like we addressed it. it's not like it's like a severe drug that is no. mind altering that you know you think you're gonna fly at one point it's more that you're just spaced out and you're sat in a chair really isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or in your case, it helps you to get productive. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sort of moving on to your Asperger's now. Um, am I saying that right? By the way, uh, I I normally say it's Asperger's. Um, oh, Asperger's. It's yeah. Um, although either or, I believe uh, to be fair. Okay, where's the where's the B in Asperger's? <laughs> it's ah now this is it was um this is why the term is actually somewhat unpopular nowadays okay. is because it's uh the original gentleman that diagnosed it or came up with the diagnosis was a uh and i believe he was an austrian uh a german gentleman he was actually collaborating with uh, the uh the nazis and his name was hans asperger ah um, okay that's why it's pronounced that way uh most people They've taken it out as a diagnosis, I believe, some years back. Uh, now they just diagnose it straight as, as um, autism spectrum disorder, yep. regardless of whether it's um, – because we always used to shorten it down to Aspie. So, uh, yeah, that's where the 
the bee is in it. It's, it's because of the gentleman that, that originally coined uh, the diagnosis. Uh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so, so what is, um, Asperger's syndrome? It's basically, it's a form of autism, um, which is a neurodevelopmental uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the easiest way to describe it is that, um, Basically, you've got uh, atypical, which is uh, somebody like myself on the spectrum, and somebody like yourself would be classed as neurotypical. The best way to describe it is that uh, you're a a Windows uh, PC and I'm a Mac. Okay. We both do the same job and our brains work pretty much the same way. It's just that we have um, somebody on the spectrum. I just have uh, a different uh, programming and way of looking at things. It's mainly, uh, for me, it's... One of the big things is emotions. It's not that we don't have them. It's uh, that is a huge. Uh, people seem to think that uh, people that have autism um, don't have emotion. Mm. Not true. We do. We just don't know how to process it properly. And at points, we're not sure what emotion we're, we're actually feeling. It can be. Okay. But it, it's more processing how we deal with them. I. At points before I'd gone on stage for two days beforehand, I will have a really bad stomach or I just feel sick all the time. And Mrs. Bob's like, you're nervous. And I'm like, I feel fine. In myself, I'm not worried about uh, performing. Yeah. But I obviously am. My brain just doesn't put the two together. If that makes any sense. It does. It does make sense. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like you said that how two people can function exactly the same, but there's that difference you know that it's a you know that one little spark or whatever in your brain that doesn't yes compute kind of thing or yeah or connect you connect you to the the other thing that you're trying to feel it's it's very technical but it's, it's very interesting as well yeah the other one that i have found is that i cannot read facial expressions emotional facial exp- or facial expressions full stop a lot of the time okay and it has got to the point where at one pub I was working and a customer asked me if they could speak to me privately. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Next minute, he's on about knocking my teeth down my throat, and it was, which caught me on the back foot because I'd not registered that he was quite angry. I didn't, didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I'm like, shit. Uh, you know, it catches you on the back foot or... I've said to Mrs. Bob before now, somebody is really annoyed with me. And it's like, well, how do you feel? I said, look, the way they're speaking and their face, it's like, no, they're, they're actually perfectly fine. You're reading it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I think in some ways, though, that isn't, well, I was going to say normal, but I didn't mean normal. Um, but I think that that is, uh, you know, like, I'm going to use the word normal, but I, you know, I don't mean it in yeah. a disrespectful way, but, um, kind of way of, um, reacting to things. Cause quite often, like if I look at someone's face, I'd sort of think, you know, like if you're, <laughs> say if you're in Germany, for example, mm. <laughs> and they're all speaking and they're quite aggressive with how they speak, okay. but they could be saying <laughs> like the loveliest thing in the world, but it looks like they're being really angry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of it's almost like having an an additional language, I suppose, isn't it? It is. It's, it's funny you should mention that because that isn't. Uh, there is a uh, YouTube video on that where they get people from England, France, Italy, and I believe Germany, maybe somewhere else, and they all say things like aeroplane and 
flower and various and the german person is always last and it is always very as you say very abrupt and very aggressive yeah yeah <laughs> so i remember that when i went over to germany when i was i was probably about 14 15 something like that <laughs> i was just like why are all these people so angry <laughs> it's insane <laughs> and is there any other misconceptions there's two there's that one about uh not uh not having um, emotion. Okay. The other one that really irritates me yep. is that uh, for certain people, um, and I've come across it in in, in my day to day life uh, at work, they seem to think that as soon as a child turns eighteen, poof, their autism disappears. Because, oh, yeah. uh, as somebody said, you don't see any autistic adults, which it frustrates me because actually what it is is we have spent enough time treating, as I have done, life almost like a science experiment where I interact with somebody and if I say something and it gets a bad response, we yeah. chalk that one down, we try something else. If it works, we try it again with someone else. If it works, we add it to the list. I've spent, I'm 45, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 40. I have spent most of my life trying to work out the correct way mm. and the correct responses to things. Yeah. So, all we've done is we've learned to try and fit in, or I believe the technical term is called masking. Yeah. But we've learned to to basically to, to mask and, and almost appear as normal as we can. I mean, most uh, – I've, I've been called quite a few times. People have said, oh, you're very eccentric. So, yeah, that's fine. It, it's literally – it's a case of having to learn to try and fit in and, and read things. And I still get it wrong um, massively. I, I have um, misread people as i said with that gentleman in the pub or when i thought that somebody is slightly upset with me and they're actually really cross yeah um it you, you do make mistakes from time to time but it's it gets a little easier with age but to say that oh at 18 you know it autism just disappears it, it it's not true and it's um it, all it means is that we've had to try very hard to try and fit in, so to speak. Yeah, to sort of change your your outlook of things. Yeah, I can I can understand that, yeah. but yeah, it's I don't know. I don't. It's just it. It's almost a shame that people have to feel like they have to pretend in a way, you know, or or act. I think act is probably a better word that yeah. you know to actually you know fit in with a crowd or whatever you know it's it's kind of almost like being back in high school isn't it or oh god yeah yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so oh just sort of going off the questions but slightly with regards to you know your diagnosis when you were 40 so that's obviously five years that you've had you've known now um was it kind of a relief when you actually got the diagnosis so you kind of knew that there was something yes um yeah, I'd, I'd known for a while. I'd, I'd, I make no secret of it. I'd, I'd been, uh, I think I've said on my blog before now, that I'd been diagnosed as uh, with bipolar. Okay. Uh, and then when I came down to Devon, because um, I'm from the Midlands originally, when I came down here, I had a diagnosis of schizophrenia, which it didn't sit. And Mrs. Bob has done a number of, uh, she's done counselling and various other, she's studied a lot of, of mental health conditions and she said to me same as me that i don't think it's schizophrenia and it was suggested to me that i try if you go onto google and, and type in it's an aq test or autism quotient test okay and it's out of i believe 50 and anything over 32 is an indication that you may be on the spectrum 
So I said, well, I'll give it a try uh, before I speak to my GP. And every time I've done it, I cannot get lower than about a 42 out of 50. So oh. I, 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 I figured that I was possibly on the right track. And I went to see my GP and he agreed with that. And then, unfortunately, mental health services down uh, in the southwest are somewhat underfunded. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-year uh, wait for an assessment. And the assessment is normally – it's uh, two days, eight hours with um, – three psychiatrists, various tests and uh, role-playing, various other things. And they'll normally, because it's normally youngsters, they will speak to their parents and get school reports. Um, and then a second day, you've probably got um, four hours worth of stuff. And then they will say, right, um, go and have a break and come back. And then uh, we'll tell you. And on the second uh, day, it was a month apart, I went into that meeting and they said, look, Yes, you are. Um, here's where you've. I, I literally, I, I was. Uh, I, I cried Aww. because it was. It, it was literally. It was a case of thank you. It's not. I've always thought there was something not right, but to have it. Oh well, it's this. It's that. No, yeah. no, no. You're fine. It was that point of, of validation, uh, and and finally, I got an answer, and I at least now knew what it was, and I could then move forward knowing that I'd now got this diagnosis, I could look into it as to, you know, what help was available and, and various other things. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. That's what I was thinking because, you know, there's nothing worse than, well, I mean, obviously when you're a baby you probably didn't realise, but, you know, still living, say, let's say 35 years mm. and not understanding your own self, you know, and it's... Yeah, so that had to be. I can, you know, I can really sort of imagine that you would be quite emotional with regards to that. So, but yeah, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that you, you seem to be sort of getting there with things, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, 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 yeah. After getting the diagnosis, it was like, at least now I know. And excuse me, so I know it's a cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I've I've shut the door to my office. Uh, he's literally meowing at the talks. I shut the office door. Bless him. Oh, bless him. <laughs> well, but yes, it, it was. It was a big relief. Yeah. So before we move on, because um, did you want to read a couple of your poems? Uh yeah, I've I've got two. Um, okay. I have one from I believe it was ta uh, it was from uh, the remix tapes, and I have one uh, that is uh from my upcoming book i human okay fantastic so um there are a few other questions that we're going to go through but um yeah did you want to read a couple of your poems so that the sort of salty tadpoles can hear what your you know what your writing is all about so yeah um i don't do them very much justice unfortunately because i tend to i have been told i sound very um oh what's his name uh bill shatterified when i i read oh okay so <laughs> okay so you sound like i do before i'm edited so that's fine i can edit you to sound good <laughs> yes this was one that i wrote uh this was from the remix tapes and this is written basically after my eldest had her first uh my granddaughter um isabella okay um and it's called future stories oh. to my younger self take the time out enjoy those precious times people and places make another memory you'll thank yourself in the future 
take the time out to heal those wounds. Keep moving forward physically and mentally. You'll thank yourself in the future. Take the time out to create those stories, ones that your future generations will retell. You'll be remembered in their future. Oh, that was lovely. (laughs) That's really really touching and really beautiful. And you didn't sound William Shatnery. You sounded fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had had my creative team actually uh, rewrite it and separate it into the bits where I need to stop reading. Ah, okay. Which does help somewhat. Yes. Um, the other one I have, which is from my uh, upcoming anthology, I Human, mm-hmm. was written. Uh, this is the first. It, this book, there are three poems in here that are written about people that I know. The rest of the, all my other books, I've said if it, you know, I've never written about somebody specifically. Okay. And this one is called Solution. Okay. My morning coffee, unlike me, is strong. I say morning. Actually, it's when I come around after another of those unforgettable nights that I just can't remember. (laughs) Strength, something I lost years ago, now a way of measuring out how much solution is poured out while revisiting my regrets in this endless story that I've told anyone who'll listen. Slowly poisoning myself, constantly, desperately fighting the inevitable. One last shot to stop my life becoming one more sad statistic of addiction. Oh, well, I sort of laughed at the beginning there, but only because uh, <laughs> I, I was only thinking that, you know, like morning and then, you know, most people will come out of bed at the afternoon. But yeah, there's some real deep thoughts in your brain, mister. I have to say very, very good. I like them both. Thank you. Yeah. What are your, your books called and where can people find them? Uh, I, they can find them on Amazon. Okay. Um, and also, in fact, if you go to my website, which is uh, bob-christian.com, okay. and there is a link there to all my social media feeds, but there is a link on there that says buy my books, which will take you to um, Amazon. Okay. Um, I believe they're available elsewhere, but I'm not quite sure. I, I normally just I've uh, normally just got them on um, Amazon. Okay. And um, what are they all called? I have Behind the Mask. Uh, after that was Scribblology V2. Mm-hmm. After that was Alexithymia. And then the remix tapes. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, what I'll do, because obviously we're not finished yet, but um, what I'll do is um, if you send me the links to your website and things, I'll put it all in the information. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, so people can find that for you. So in your free time, what do you, well, <laughs> lockdown has obviously given us a lot of free time, but what do you like to actually do in your free time? Uh, in my free time, I spend a lot of time uh, playing uh, various video games. I must admit, I spend yeah. a little bit too much time on my Xbox than I should sound like my other um, half so yeah <laughs> yeah um uh, yes I'm, I'm I do spend a lot of time playing um various uh, video games archery is another thing that I haven't oh. done for probably since lockdown started but um a friend of mine who uh, I believe he's now he either shoots for Wales or he's sponsored by um I know he's sponsored by a good uh, number of uh, equipment manufacturers uh he runs a club near to me in in devon okay uh so i i shoot as and when i can the only other thing i do in my free time is um and uh, no judgment people i'm an active freemason ah awesome 
awesome. I suppose we can't really ask any questions about that, but <laughs> feel free. You can. Um, the the only things I cannot say is is obviously uh, modes of recognition, etc. But um, no, it's it's not all it's cracked up to be on the Simpsons and, and YouTube. Uh. Uh, believe me, <laughs> it, if if you joined just because of that, we have had people join my lodge because they thought it was some shadowy kind of secret society yeah and they were severely disappointed it's basically (laughs) uh the lodge i'm in it's basically just a bunch of old men there's a few of us my age uh, but it's mostly uh old men and two of them uh are very much like is it sutler and waldorf from the muppets okay yes yeah i know what you mean yep uh, yes, our secretary and our treasurer uh, sit uh, behind a little desk on their own, and they literally it is uncanny. The the, the back and forth between the two of me uh, trying to keep a straight face at points is very hard. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> so basically, do you do like bake sales and things like that? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> we do actually. We do. Um, we have collections in Lodge, and uh, we have uh, – normally, it's a five-year uh, charity thing uh, for members. Okay. And uh, it's over five years. It, it's the um, – this one end, for us ends in 2023, and it's a minimum – I think well, it, it's X amount per month. You can set what you pay per month by direct debit, and it raises a lot of money. All of it goes to – uh, one centralized fund now, which is the Masonic Charities Foundation, which, um, an interesting fact, they are the second largest giver to charity after the National Lottery. Oh, well, that's good. So you get all the lodges around the UK. Um, basically, they'll have a, uh, they'll have like that, they'll have the, uh, the five year charity thing where you, you pay so much per month, but also in meetings, like if you went to church, you'd have like a, a, a an, an alms collection yeah and then normally after we've had a meeting we'll, we'll sit we'll have something to eat and we'll have like a, a, a raffle we, we'll bring prizes in um and the master of the lodge will bring a bottle of whiskey in and then we we all if we want to you, you then join take part in the raffle and, and that raises more money uh, that we can use then for local uh like local scouts or various other events yeah that's good so it's all for the the greater good the greater good it is yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i had to get a hot fuzz reference in there but <laughs> no that's that's brilliant yeah <laughs> but yes yeah very much so. yeah <laughs> the greater good <laughs> <laughs> If you could live in any fictional world, which would you choose? Ah, now this is a tough one. It's a toss-up between Rivendale okay. um, or Gotham City. And I think I would probably have to say Gotham out of the two. Yeah. I probably would stand a, a greater chance of, of meeting my demise at, at the hands of, of uh, any number of, of supervillains uh, that, that reside there. <laughs> but... The chance to actually possibly cite uh, one of my my heroes, um, the Batman. Yeah. It just, it's worth it. The risk is worth it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, hopefully you would be able to become best friends with Batman and then it would be even better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You could be like his, um, I don't know, not his butler because he's already kind of got one of those, isn't he? But I, I to be honest, I don't know much about Batman because I'm more of a Marvel fan but you know not that you have to choose but yeah i mean you could unplug his toilet maybe 
Well, how's that sound? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. Yes. Get rid of bat poos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are your narrow fields of focus or special interests other than Batman? Ah, um, other than Batman. Or it can just be Batman. It's, it can be Batman. My main one is actually, it's comic books. Um, yep. in general, uh, I have, around about 600 graphic novels mostly batman i must admit mm -hmm. but i do have um various other dc and uh marvel ones uh i think marvel wise it's uh, punisher and daredevil okay two good choices yeah, yeah i i got into punisher when i was uh very young it was after i was introduced to comic books when i was in i went to a boarding school and in the first year or two about 13 uh one of my friends said to me you know, if you like comics, I've got this book. You will absolutely love it uh, by Alan Moore, mm. uh, The Watchman. And I, I read it and I read it a second time. And from that point, I was absolutely in love, uh, hooked on the medium of, of comic books. So I then started getting um, originally it was uh, Ghost Rider and Punisher. I, I was reading that. So I, I went down that and a couple of Batman books. And it's just grown into I've got a bookcase downstairs that is full and I'm now starting to put collections of graphic novels around the house in spaces because I don't have room for them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's become a real, real collection now. It has. I have, how many I've got in my office at the moment, I have uh, two Batman uh, blank variant covers done by a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Crow, who uh, is a comic book artist and creator in his own right. Okay, cool. And then I have a signed copy of the first edition of Ian Livingston's Freeway Fighter uh, comic book, which was based on – it's an old uh, book series called Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay. Um, which were very big when I was, I, I was yeah. in high school, and this was a particular favourite. It, it's a Mad Max-style uh, future where, you know – the world's gone to complete rat shit and basically people are driving around in in cars with like spikes on the wheels and guns and petrol is very rare so when they said that they were bringing out a comic book version of it i actually uh i did speak to uh, a couple of the creators of it through an old website that i ran called south devon geek squad okay and interviewed them um and i got sent a um a signed copy of, of the first edition. Well, that's really cool. And yeah, going back to those books, I remember those. I think I had like a Disney princess version. It was like Cinderella or something that, you know, you go through and you, you could, uh, choose what adventures she took. So like, did she go to the ball or did she stay home and do the dishes, you know, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to love those books. Oh, they're, they're, they're great fun. Um, I just, I, I find comic books because um i'm dyslexic i can i can read i think the only books i normally do read um are and this is going to sound really nerdy but um uh, books on string theory uh, quantum physics neurochemistry science books i find very because it's mainly formulas okay um i find that somewhat easy to uh, to read um but i just love uh comic books you can look at uh certain books and you can see from a particular book you say oh that's um another one one of uh my hometown have you heard of jock 
the comic book artist? I haven't, no. Uh, he did, um, he's done Judge Dredd, Batman. Um, he does posters for a company called Mondo. Okay. Um, movie posters. He's from my hometown down here in, in, in Devon. Okay. And you can look at sort of his or Jim Lee or um, Greg Capullo's artwork and it, you immediately, no matter what they've drawn, be it Batman, um, Spider-Man or, or, or Captain America, you go, that's a certain artist you can tell from the style yeah yeah i get that and i do find that with some of them you, you just i literally i think i've got most of greg capullo's and jock's stuff because it's just I, I love that particular style of art yeah i think no understandable because like i've been brought up with um quite an artistic background in a way because my mum's an artist so nice she, yeah she does she does sort of anything from portraits to abstracty type ones that she's doing right now portraits not as much now because where she's and she won't mind me saying getting a little bit older now um her eyes aren't quite as crisp and focused sort of thing on it but yeah she's doing a lot more sort of abstracty ones but she drew me a deadpool picture and uh that's living proudly up on my wall very nice yeah deadpool riding a unicorn and uh (laughs) You know, I'm actually going to get that, um, um, not that specific picture, but I've got this other picture of Deadpool riding a unicorn that I'm going to get tattooed on my arm soon. Nice. Not this Friday, but next Friday. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. <laughs> have you got any tattoos? I, I literally have. Uh, I've got a complete uh, pagan stroke Lord of the Rings um, sleeve on one arm with part of my wedding vows in Elvish. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Loads of ivy, a big pentangle, and then um, I have a D20, the Tolkien logo, and I have uh, So Mote It Be in Elvish, uh, which has two meanings. Um, it's used um, in the pagan community. It's also used in other communities that are uh, of a multi-faith background. Instead of saying, like, Amen or um praise be or whatever it's used as a blanket term to stop you know one religion or the other feeling slightly superior yep so basically all religions matter and i'm not trying to yes (laughs) no yeah i have part of panic disorder one of my poems tattooed on my shoulder alongside a little inkwell and a quill and i've got um, I, I'm ashamed to say I have uh, three X's across the back of my neck, which I've had since I was about probably 20. So, <laughs> wow. Just, you know, big fan at, at one point and I had it done. And Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> you had your man crush. It's all right. And yeah. at least they're on the back of your neck, so you can't see them unless you go walk backwards into a mirror. Exactly. <laughs> and then on my other arm, I've got, I had, uh, I go to a particular tattooists uh, nearby mm-hmm. and i give the uh, the artist a design so look i want this square and compass with an eye in it but i also want uh, some honeycomb type uh, shapes and some bees and um now i believe the uh, the style is a polka trash tattoo said so could you work these three bits and um she came up with a, a very nice piece that i have on my uh, my right upper arm oh. and she sent me the actual drawing that she did so i now have it as well it's framed uh, it's on a canvas in my office oh wow that's awesome yeah i like it when it's um it's a very unique piece and then you get to keep the artwork as well i mean obviously you keep the artwork when it's a tattoo anyway <laughs> you know but- yeah yeah, it is nice when you can actually take the, 
you know, physical piece of paper away with you as well. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, I think, you know, this is a good way to end this episode, Bob. But before we do, can you give out your social media details again so that um, people can follow you and, you know, buy your books and whatnot? Yeah, certainly. All the links to my social media are on my website, which is www.bob-christian.com. I'm on Twitter as um, at bchristianpoet, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram be christian poetry and i have a page on facebook which is i think bob w christian but as i say all the links normally from my my website will take you to the various um social media platforms yeah yeah that's a good way to sort of good stepping stone for people but obviously like i said we'll um you know we'll put all of the details in uh the episode bio so you know yeah. for when it released um it'll be coming out this sunday so you'll get to hear yourself this sunday I hope you enjoy. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, in that case then, Bob, I think that we've been talking enough God's Wallop this week. I've been Gemma. And I've been Bob. You certainly have. Well, thank you ever so much again for joining me. And James, you missed a good interview. (laughs) 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 And thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Anytime.